Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Get Ridded and Health podcast. My name is Gabby, your host, and it has been a hot minute. I apologize. I took about a month off uh, and just really needed to finish up summer with my family and my kids and just soak it up and I just felt like I had a lot on my plate and things were just getting overwhelming and I had to have grace on myself and you know still showed up online in other ways but just reminding myself that I can't do it all and just having to figure out a rhythm now as we're having the shifting seasons uh, you know kids are going back to school Um, parents back to a normal you know their work routine and all the things so for me you know we homeschool I stay home with the kids Uh, so it not tons change but yet we need to have more structure to our days and our weeks Um, just a little bit more of that um, as we dive into our own school and you know personal you know my work and business um, and just things like that so just wanted to make sure that I was really listening to what you know, my heart and my spirit were were saying and um, that it was okay to just slow down for, for a minute. Uh, so I appreciate you. <laughs> if you're still here and listening, uh, I appreciate you so much and look forward to bringing more content back to you this fall and winter and just sharing our life journey, tips on health, wellness, mindset, uh, just going above and beyond, um, you know, normal culture and what it looks like to just live differently uh, and just have different perspectives and I hope that I can open your mind to a new way of thinking or um, yeah just new perspectives trying something new Um, yeah whatever it might be again this is all just based on personal experience these are not uh, you know medical recommend you know I'm not a doctor I'm not a nurse any of those kinds of things Um, just you know, passionate about health and wellness, certified in my own niches here with personal training, nutrition, um, and just always educating myself more and more um, and learning along the way, just like you. So just here to put it out there in the world for you to have as a resource to come back to anytime you just need uh, truth. And, uh, you know, in in this dark world uh, where things are so inundated with so many things and it's hard to know where to turn and where to look so I hope that you can find uh, assurance rest assured in here and find um, just a lot of golden nuggets a lot of truth a lot of wisdom and a lot of uh, just realness I try to be vulnerable uh, and real I don't typically hide much I I really am an open book um, with my community here on the podcast for sure 
You can always follow more of me on Instagram at gabby.getrootedinhealth. I believe it is. I always forget because I know I had to change it at one point. So yeah, gabby.getrootedinhealth. Um, and then there's also the uh, Instagram page for the podcast at getrootedinhealthpodcast. Um, so you can follow that there and make sure that you don't miss a beat on any episodes that are launched. They are um, weekly uh, as of right now. And again, our topics range so much from uh, fitness, health, wellness, just general well-being, you know, different topics that revolve around, you know, things that are going around these days. Um, just trying to bust the myths on those and just really trying to... Um, not believe the, you know, not be sucked into the lies and the hustle culture and the fitness culture um, because so many, so much of that can um, lead to unhealthy habits, things that aren't long lasting. And again, if you've been here, we're all about the long term. Um, for the long haul, we are here to age the best we can. You know, I've, I have so many people um, that I see in some of my classes at the Y. And people that I talk to that talk about some of the people that show up that are older and they're like, man, they're just hustling. They're working so hard and they're, look at, you know, they're so much older. And I'm like, hey, I love that. And I hope that is me someday. I want to be that 60, 70 year old grandma or, you know, if I'm a grandma, um, who's still able to do all the things and keep up with my grandchildren and explore life and live it to the fullest being able to have healthy joints and bones um, a healthy heart um, a sharp mind and um, yeah it's just always so encouraging when you can see um, some of that older generation showing up for their health and wellness um, in those in those later years so we're here to support our our bodies and our minds for the long run that is my goal in providing the content here. Um, it's so much more than the physical. There's so much mental uh, and just life. Um, there's so much life to be lived. And I think that we um, have a lot to learn from each season and each chapter of life. So um, yeah, I will have another episode that you know talks about a little bit more of our summer, uh, kind of what we're diving into for homeschool and um, you know, a little bit of some highlights from, you know, what's going on in our world these days. Uh, currently, I am six months postpartum from having our fourth born and feeling well, feeling strong. Um, I feel that I've recovered well and um, yeah, still breastfeeding, which is going well. Uh, Estella has had a run of just, she's just a spitting baby, a spitter upper. Um, we have seen a chiropractor forever. Um, and so I had her going on a very routine basis for a while. And then I had her go see a craniosacral, um, body work type lady. She was awesome. Loved it. Spent like an hour with me. Um, we did about three sessions and I also saw like a lactation nurse, um, just in a private practice, not just through like the hospital, like just through a private practice um, here locally, which referred me to see a cranial person. But I was, you know, just beside myself that like we would be nursing and then like she would just puke it all up. And then, um, you know, I tried removing dairy for a while. That didn't seem to do anything. Uh, and so it just, I feel that I never, I don't have an answer for you guys. I don't, you know, I was like, maybe I'll have this aha moment and I can share on a podcast. 
and it just it it just didn't get there and you know four kids and us two adults and we're pursuing dreams and passions ourselves and um all of the things and you know everything costs money and so which is not a bad thing that's that's just how the world runs and I we were willing to throw some money at this situation um and in the end it just was like I can't keep forking over more and more and she's gonna grow out of it I feel that she's actually doing a bit better now that she's almost six months old um by the time this episode releases she will be um six months oh that's halfway to a year I don't understand time goes so fast um so yeah I just she would be picked up by someone else and I could have nursed her an hour before someone else held her and all of a sudden that person would get puked on like she just would spit up on them or you would hear a splat on the floor or we've constantly literally our whole carpet has probably been spit up on by her as she's now crawling she's been crawling yep Mm -hmm. I have a crawler since like four four and a half months uh she figured it out so that's been fun and uh she has made her way around the living room and just little spit ups along the way and I'm like needing to yeah carpet clean that room but yeah we have not figured out the solution and it could be too much milk at once she could just it it could just be the thing I'm I'm not thinking it is a dairy thing I know that's what everyone will be like Gabby it's dairy take out dairy I tried that Um, I also was not told that that would be the thing. Um, The craniosacral lady uh, did give me some exercises and things that would open up some sphincters and that's like, what is that? Like just a, just a a pathway through the digestion um, and things like that, that may be blocked or hindered. We noticed that maybe she was kind of hanging out, turning her head more to the right and wasn't super comfortable and turning it to the left and hanging out there. She kind of would like look at it, but then come back to center um when we would like dangle a toy both ways so you know I'm not here to fix my babies 100% I it's going to be what it's going to be she's not going to be doing this forever now if we have a problem with her like I guess throwing up like food down the road like then maybe we need to readdress some things and figure out what's going on with her digestion but overall I feel that it has gotten um semi better with the spitting up um, and we're just going to kind of keep plugging away. We're still getting chiropractic care. So, um, you know, just making sure that we're uh, on top of that. Um, that is what I would rather just keep throwing my money at, at a consistent rate, um, our money and time. Um, cause it takes a lot for me to get out the door with all the kids and, um, make that a priority, um, which it is a priority. So it doesn't feel hard. Um, just takes time. Uh, so, I wanted to um, talk today about family dinners and just touch on that, highlight on that, and how important they are these days, especially in our day and age with the digital world and all of the things that that has impacted for our society and our kids. And maybe you already sit around the dinner table multiple times a week and kudos to you that's awesome I never really recognized how crucial and important that was Um, I grew up with that and that is what I've always known and therefore that's what we've always I guess 
brought into like our marriage and and into our family as we started having kids like we would eat dinner together even before we had kids and sometimes that was dining out because we had the freedom to do so sometimes I wish we could do that a little more often but hey or just yeah a good home-cooked meal that you could eat hot and not have to tend to all the little people (laughs) so um it's just the season of life and I think there's so much truth to be told in how that impacts our children if we can set aside our phones tablets tvs now eating dinner while browsing your phone or finishing up a little work or watching tv like having that on that's not a family dinner family dinner what i mean is you are enjoying a meal together around the table typically home cooked but hey Every now and again, it's fun. Go grab some takeout or go out to eat together, but put the phones away kind of thing. But you're sitting around a table gathered together, having conversation, laughing. Maybe you're crying because you're going through a hard time and you're just talking about it with your spouse or your kid is having a hard day um, with school or a friend or a situation. Um, you are yeah, laughing, uh, engaging, making eye contact and just talking about life and having conversation um I think that being able to sit down especially when you have little humans say under the age of I don't know let's just say eight and under maybe seven and under like because I feel like my six and a half year old like we're at like this stage of like he big boy talk like we can't wait we can't work our way around a conversation like without him figuring it out like he's you know I can't spell letters anymore spell words out anymore because he knows how to you know spell and read and all the things so which is super awesome but now you know just figuring that out as a parent and how we talk and when we talk about certain things when they're around and not around so Um, I think it's super critical in those formative years for children to see the value of sitting down at the table uh, as a family, seeing mom and dad or or mom or whoever is in the kitchen cooking, Uh, maybe they're involved or just sitting on the counter taste testing things or watching you chop up something or they get to like yesterday, um, it was helpful because I was setting the table on all the things, but I wanted to get some muffins made for the kids to be able to eat after dinner for a, a, a little snack. Um, and I had a bunch of bananas that needed to be used up. So I had Juliet, my, my two-year-old, um, I said, can you peel the bananas and put them in this bowl? And she did them all. She did them all. And so just the time spent together creates healthy, I think more healthy habits um, healthy mindsets, self-esteem, um, general, just like, uh, engagement and conversation, like social skills. So your kids will learn how to, um, talk with adults, you, mom and dad, um, or whoever else you might have over, um, at the, maybe have a guest. Um, your kids will learn, you know, how to sit most of the time. There are many times where we are, yelling at our children to sit their little bums down um, get back to the table this is dinner time um so it's not perfect but we strive to make it an important thing no matter how late no matter how late it is sometimes we might have an evening activity where either dinner is early or it's going to be late um or it's a pickup dinner and we're eating it at home or um yeah whatever like we took the kids out for ice cream and our dinner and ice cream at the end of summer here and uh, enjoyed time 
you know, not on our phones, engaging with our kids, helping them eat their dripping ice cream and my my son's hamburger got messed up a few times and so trying to talk him through like it's okay like there people make mistakes and look they were trying to make it right and we came home with a free pint of ice cream because they you know felt bad um and so we were trying to teach him like these things happen in the world and look they tried to make it better and make it right by giving us something in return because they felt bad that they had messed it up two times and Winston was like crying like he couldn't have it and we're like just eat your french fries here's a bite of dad's hamburger they will bring you your hamburger soon you know just just some of those things um but when we're at home you know and during tax season dinners typically will happen later um or I'm feeding the kids before Alex is able to eat dinner it kind of differs but we eat dinner like all the time together basically unless we're out in the summer doing things and dinner's kind of on the fly or it's a sandwich in the car because um, we don't do a whole lot of eating out um, you know just for cost wise and for just health like it's not you know something that we we really want to do and, and we'd rather spend the money on us you know getting to go out to a nice dinner I'm not gonna lie and um yeah, and I just think that sitting down at the table provides such rich conversations. You can engage with your children. And I remember as a teenager, you're just like, I don't want to talk to my mom and dad. I just want to eat and go to my room. You know, and I grew up going to school. And so I can only imagine how much they valued, like, the dinner time. Like, I get it now. Now I'm homeschooling my children. And so we're together all day. Half the time I eat lunch with my kids or, like, I'm around them when they're at the table eating lunch or breakfast. You know, like... So I spend a whole lot more time with my children than my mom did with me as a child, like in terms of meal times. And um, as my family dynamics changed when I was growing up, um, you know, we ate dinner a lot together and that was great. And and I wish I would have seen more of the value in that and why they were such sticklers and made it a priority. Um, And even getting to go to, you know, before Alex and I were married, you know, there there's eight siblings in that family. And I I absolutely loved getting to go and share a meal with their family. And I couldn't believe how many plates were set and all of the things, but it happened. Um, people sat around the table, just different jokes and funny things that they would do to pass the salt and pepper shakers or, um, you know, who would have to clean up dinner or if there would be dessert or not, you had to like try and make the, I don't know, shoot something in a pot or I don't even know, you know, just fun things like that or, um, whatever, like just, and that people would just sit there and talk. There was no rush unless, you know, you had to be somewhere, but typically like it was just, you're hanging out. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And again, I don't want to say back then because it wasn't even that long ago, but I'll just say it back then there weren't really cell phones at the table. There weren't, there, there was no iPhone. There, it wasn't a thing. And sure, maybe some texting and stuff on like a flip phone or a keyboard phone. But there were less distractions. Let's just say that. Way less distractions in terms of what I see as distractions these days. Um, and, it, and it's so important. So I feel that if you have kids at ages where they have phones, AirPods, tablets, game, you know, whatever they play. I don't even know that they would know that dinner time is not a time and a space for that, that it's a special place, it's a sacred place where you are disengaging from everything else outside of that door in your home, that you are just focusing on the people in your home, 
focusing on the meal, maybe talking about, you know, where it came from. Like, was this from our garden or whose meat was this from? Like, did did you source locally? Um, Or commenting on how good it tastes. Um, Talking about the kinds of different um, nutrition aspects of the food with your kids. Like, hey, you know, why don't you have a little bit more chicken? You're, You're a growing boy. You need some more protein if you're still hungry. Um, you know, eat some more chicken. Um, you know, typically I try to help my kids understand, you know, the different, you know, what, what are fats and proteins and carbohydrates and just kind of like a well-rounded thing. And, you know, we like to eat the rainbow. So we try to like eat different colored foods and how important all of that is. Um, so it's really just, it's time together where you can just learn from each other, support each other, um, and I feel that it's just a healthy place if there's families that are struggling that coming down and having dinner together um, is a huge, just a therapy in, of its, in and of itself. Eating a home-cooked meal is healing and therapeutic in and of itself. Um, just sitting there in the presence of each other, those that you live with 24-7, is important and making it a priority. Even if you can't do it every night, I'm not asking you to do it every night. If you can do it for nights out of the week five nights out of the week depending on what your schedules look like you know with kids in school and practice for sports or extracurricular things like I don't know figure out something else then I don't I don't know um I think that it also instills just healthy eating habits as well um just being able to because generally if you're sitting down at the table you're not just going to eat french fries and a hamburger right right you're going to have like a rice or a potato or a spaghetti you know a pasta um you're gonna have a casserole or maybe a homemade bread and then you're gonna have some veggies either you roasted or you steamed or stir fried um maybe you do some sort of theme for a meal you know whether it's like a authentic mexican or chinese or whatever like you're going to have a variety of foods and be able to try different things and I think it just exposes your kids to different foods um, in a safe environment and allowing them to say yes that they like it or no, it's not my favorite and helping them navigate um, their taste buds, we'll just say it like that. Helping them navigate that and talking about, you know, like um, just like I was talking how I share with my kids the difference like what's protein what's a fat and you know with sugary things like you know like why we don't always eat that or eat a lot of it like we don't have you know why we don't have dessert every night or um you know why we're not having you know sometimes my kids want to have candy when we go places like that have it in their little entrance way of the office and it's like you know what candy doesn't always do good things for our brains and they're like why you know and I'm like well it just has a lot of sugar and it doesn't always make us happy and like it will for a moment but <laughs> you know they don't get it so just trying to find the right words I'm, I'm not perfect at it but I just think that eating together encourages you know just healthier eating habits um just helps so much with social skills communication um creating a healthy home um just like makes I think it just creates such a healthy mental state too like reducing um you know just like depression and eating disorders and just just violent things that you know kids can 
end up having down the road and you wonder why and you're trying to figure it out and maybe it was because you didn't spend a lot of family time together being able to work through different emotions with your kids giving your guys a moment to pause from that 24-hour day and come together for 30 minutes maybe an hour I mean who knows it doesn't matter if you have nowhere to be spend time it doesn't have to be an eat and clean up quick thing like and not every night you're going to be able to sit there for an hour but Give yourselves the moment in that 24-hour date to pause and engage with each other, eye contact, talk about each other's days, emotions, what you're dealing with. And all the different levels and ages and, and personalities and stuff can all chime in and they can all hear and we can all learn from each other. Um, you know, and we're, we're really, like if we go out to eat, we, we do not rely on, we don't bring iPad, we don't bring phones for them to play with, like... Typically, I've only done that when I've had a coffee date with a friend that I want to catch up with. And I'm like, yes, I'm bringing the iPad. Like, I this is the only way I can get done. And that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're out for a family dinner, it always makes me sad when I look up and people have their headphones on and their kids are pouring into their phone and their parent is just eating there or the parent is on their phone too. And like, where... And then there's TVs on all around, you know? And, and it's just like, where... Where is the the talking and the engaging, you know? Um, you know, eating together, like I said, will improve uh, self-esteem. Um, being able to just be able to make decisions. The kids can choose, you know. My kids always fight over, like, what color plate they get. And it's like, okay, well, Winston's at the table. So he got to decide who got what color and you don't get to change it. And, you know, we have multiple fights about that. <laughs> like well when you set the table then you can choose you know and so it's it's teaching them different skills communicating um having respect for each other um and not you know not always getting what you want but you know there's there's times when they get to choose and when they don't get to choose teaching them how to cut their food like there's just so much that goes into dinner time um any meal time maybe it's lunch for your family I don't know you know, again, that's up to you. I'm just saying in general, a time in your day when you guys can come together and engage with each other. Um, and typically around food, that's what we do is we, we congregate around food. Um, we are socially, no, what is it? We like to eat in social settings. I don't know the right word, but like we're, we're social eaters. Like we, we like to incorporate food in our American culture with holidays gatherings parties all the things just whatever it is the part um you know football football parties um birthday parties just it's there's food right it's always like a huge main part and it's a beautiful thing and so cultivate that in your home and make it special um and and just make that a priority because again i think that there's just so much that can be learned and it's not going to be perfect. We teach our, you know, we try to pray before our meals. And, you know, our kids, it's like, would you be quiet? Okay, fold your hands. Do you know why we fold our hands? Do you know why we close our eyes? Not just because we want you to. It's because it helps to eliminate the distractions. Like we're, we try to teach them and it's definitely not perfect. And we're not always, you know, good at it. But we're, we're working on it and we want our kids to see the value of it. And we just sometimes ask them, hey, just talk to God. Or what are you thankful for today? Like, those are the kinds of conversations that we get to have. We get to hear about our kids. And it's the cutest thing when we get to hear some of them pray or try and like, like while we're praying, they're trying to repeat what we're saying. It's pretty cute. 
Um, but the things that Winston, my oldest, just like starts to pray about and the cutest things like, thank you that mom made um, a delicious meal or that mom knows how to make good food or something like that, he said the other night. And, you know, it's just super sweet. And that Titus was super brave with his poke, that he that he would be brave, you know, for his infusions with his bleeding disorder, that, you know, just things that come out like that. Um, and they can all learn from each other and hear each other. Um through the good and through the messy, it's definitely worth showing up for. Um, and so I just wanted to place some value on that as we are transitioning into kids going back to school, sports, extracurricular activities, maybe your work picks up. I don't know. Um, figure out something. And and maybe, you know, I, I don't know what it'll look like, you know, with older kids um, and with littles and all the times, but Find a way that you can congregate together as a family. Maybe it is just like, I don't know, pop some popcorn and sit around the living room and play a game. Or, you know, have the popcorn or cookies and just sit around and talk about your day. Um, or, I don't know. It it all depends. You know, again, I don't have your life. You don't have my life. And so right now, family dinners are still, they're just very um, much a thing. I think they will always be a thing. I love being in my kitchen. I love nourishing my family and creating healthy meals. And chances are, um, if you make it more of a priority, you're going to find yourself cooking in the kitchen, making healthier meals. You're going to feel better. Your kids are going to feel better. They're going to love what you make most of the time. Um, you get to try different things. And, um, you know, yeah, chances are you're going to be eating less processed foods or eating out less um, would be my guess. Um, you still can buy a lot of processed easy foods to make for dinner, but again, um, chances are you'll find yourself making healthier choices and um, having healthy, real conversations, setting boundaries with the electronics, um, just creating funny family um, things, you know, whether it's an inside joke or yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Just like those things I was saying when I would go and, and have dinners with my now in-laws um, before we were married and just like, wow, this is so cool. Like, uh, I, I'm i f- from a big family, but I didn't grow up in a big family. <clears throat> I'm the oldest of six. My husband is the third oldest of eight. He grew up homeschooled. I did not grow up homeschooled. My dad passed away when I was eight and that my sister is seven years younger than me, my biological. So, we're seven years apart, so she was like one when he passed away. I was eight. My mom remarried when I was 12, and they had three more children. And then there was a stepbrother from um, my stepdad's other marriage. By the time I got married at 19, I had a one- and two-year-old sister. They're Irish twins. So I was moved out of the house when my two youngest sisters were babies. And then I had a... Oh, how old would he be? He just turned 16. I'm 30. So he's like 14 years younger than me. Um, so, yeah. He would have been younger as well. Um, my my brother. So I have a stepbrother, two half-sisters, a half-brother, and then a biological sister. So I was moved out of the house. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I did help with baby, you know, when my half-brother was a baby. So, like, I... I had some of that family dinner time stuff with little people, but also I didn't um, fully. And when it was just me and my sister, um, 
yeah, life was just very different. <laughs> I have a lot of different seasons of life and I'm so grateful that I do see the value in these things now because I did not grow up, <laughs> let's just say the first 12 years of my life, the way that I see and value life now. And my mom is completely different in a really great and amazing way. Um, it is really neat to see that people can change and it's okay and it can be good um, because I'm grateful that my life didn't continue I guess down the way that it was kind of looking like um, in the past and just what I see now and what my family has transitioned into um, and my mom and siblings like uh, it's just it's night and day and maybe that's for another time but just to say that you can make the change and it can look different down the road and you can establish that for your kids in hopes that they would find value in it for the future as well. So I hope that this episode was encouraging to you, that it um, is beneficial. Um, if you have questions or you want to sh- you know, share a win that you had, you can share that in a review on the podcast. You can message me, um, my email. All of that stuff is in the show notes. Um, I send out weekly emails with these episodes as well. Uh, and then um, you can, oh yeah, I was like, what was the other thing? Uh, Facebook group. I will always have that linked in the show notes as well. There's a Get Rooted in Health community Facebook group. Um, if you ever have questions or things that you want to say in there. And if you have podcast topic recommendations, always feel free to email me at gabby.getrootedinhealth at gmail.com or is that what it is guys you know I can't even I can't keep it all straight (laughs) there's so many different things different handles and emails and all the things so when in doubt just check the show notes or pop me a message on Instagram and I will be sure to um, note down anything that you would like me to touch on um, on on the show here so with that be blessed enjoy some family time some family dinners and I will catch you guys on the next episode Bye.